broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. Hey, what's up, everyone? It is CW. Thank you for checking out the Midtown Business Radio Show. It is the third Tuesday of the month, which means we're continuing our monthly series with Atlanta Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce, the AGLCC. On this week's episode, we had the opportunity to sit down with new president for AGLCC, Jack Kinley, and got to learn about his company, Lab Monkey. Their team of marketing and branding experts help companies large and small to be able to effectively tell their story to their target market through effective branding and marketing strategies. We met Carlton Brown. He is the chef and owner of Occasional Occasions, a respected catering company in business in the Atlanta area for over 24 years. And Timothy Miller stopped by to talk about TP Corporate Lodging. They serve the business community who have employees and executives who are having to be in the metro area for a period of time longer than it might make sense to stay in a hotel for when we're talking about, say, stays of over a week to two weeks plus and to several months. TP Corporate Lodging provides their clients with fully furnished, high-quality apartments that they can lease on a short-term to long-term basis. And they also serve the residential community as well for folks who've got a home sold, but their new home is not ready to move into yet that might have a period of time where they need to be staying in the area. Or in the case of some sort of home disaster like flooding or some other damage to the home that would prevent them from being able to live in the home, A service like TP Corporate Lodging makes total sense for those situations as well. Stick around. We've got AGLCC's Emma Folks and Bruce Logue talking to these local business leaders and members of the AGLCC. Coming up next. Good morning, everyone. It is C.W. Hall, your host here on the Midtown Business Radio Show. Thanks for making us a part of your day today. It is our monthly episode with the AGLCC. Joining us in the studio, we've got Emma Folks and Bruce Logue with us. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good to have you all back. We've got a full show, so we want to try to jump right in, make sure everybody has plenty of time to talk about the businesses that they're going to be introducing to the community today. So Emma, why don't you uh, talk about some things coming up? I know you have a couple of events for AGLCC that we want to make sure that everybody gets on their calendar before we get to talking to our guests. Definitely, definitely. We have two events coming up. We have um, this Thursday, the 19th at Divine Wine Bar and Shop. On the 19th, we're doing a joint social with IMC Georgia and ProWin. And then on June 23rd, we have a procurement spotlight hosted at May. Cox Communications, excuse me, May 23rd. May 23rd, uh, hosted by Cox Communications. And that event is free, but we still need people to pre-register. And Jack will be, one of our guests, will be telling us a lot more about that later. And also on May 26th, we have an out, uh, which is out under 30-ish social networking at Urban Tree Cidery at 7 o'clock. So make sure you get all of those booked on your calendar. And as Emma was saying, the procurement expo that's coming up on the 23rd is free to the public, but you want to make sure that you register for that ahead of time. And I assume that at that event, they'll be able to learn about opportunities that are available for uh, companies that are certified. I assume they want to be uh, AGLCC or AGL, LGBT, LGBT, BE certified. 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 Yes, it's a mouthful. Definitely. Definitely. Yes. They'll be able to learn more about that. And they'll also learn how to do business with corporate America. So they will be tier one. It's a supplier diversity event. And yet another reason why you want to be a member of the AGLCC, because if you are, then 
that covers your certification, if I'm not exactly, mistaken. That's right. Exactly. So the fee is waived. In in many situations out there for like minority business enterprises and other disadvantaged business enterprises, going through that process can cost you several hundred dollars out of pocket. So it's a really nice perk that you have available for your members to get through that certification process and really open the door for a lot of really nice opportunities with major companies around the city. Definitely, definitely. And we have uh, a few quite a few LGBTBE certified businesses in the in the room right now. I want to get as good as, as saying that as you are. <laughs> <laughs> it took a lot of practice. LGBTBE. <laughs> there we go. Hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce us to your guests. Uh, my guest today, we have uh, Carlton Brown, Occasional Occasions by Carlton. We have uh, TP Corporate Lodgings President, Timothy Miller. And last but not least, the new AGLCC President and Founder, CEO, of Lab Monkey Communications, Jack Kinley, and of course, my co-host, Bruce Loge. Good hair, don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start off. Let's start off with Carlton. First, I want to say I want to thank all my guests for being here today. Carlton, why don't you tell us a little bit um, about Occasional Occasions? How long have you been in the business? Let's see. This year makes 24 years that I've been in business. 24 years. 24 years. So next year for the 25th year, are you going to do something like special and fancy for your quarter century? You know, I hadn't even thought about that. It's just now dawning on me. Think about it. Think about it. Yeah, I have to come up with something creative. Were you, you know, when you were younger, did you watch Julia Childs or who did you watch? What made you decide that you wanted to get into catering? Well, you know, actually, until uh, probably my mid to late 20s, I did not know how to cook. Um, my father was a cook in Marine Corps. My mother was a home economics teacher. So uh, it was easy for me to just to pull my chair up to the table and not worry about anything. Wow. It wasn't until I left, uh, got out the military and moved here to Atlanta where I realized that uh, it was either feast or famine. And so basically, as a bachelor, you had to learn that in order to have food on the table, you had to get behind the stove? Exactly. Is that what you're telling me? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, after leaving the military, you know, I, I would eat literally five meals a day at the mess hall. And right. And you're leaving there to having to fend on your own. That was, uh, you know, a uh, eye-opening experience. <laughs> Carlton, what made you decide to get into uh, catering versus opening a restaurant? What made me decide to get into catering? It was actually sort of by accident. Now, if you're looking at catering and restaurant, that's another conversation. <laughs> All right. Uh, what made me decide to get into catering is uh, I, I got out the um, Air Force, moved here to Atlanta uh, to get my computer science degree, worked in corporate America, Bell South Southern Bell. Um, wasn't that crazy about computers or uh, corporate America. Um, Realized I did not know how to cook, had extra income, decided I was going to go to culinary school. Uh, So I did. A friend of mine, um, actually my partner, was having a, just bought this beautiful home, was having a housewarming. I said, well, what are you going to do about your housewarming? He said, well, I'll go get some trays from Kroger's. (laughs) Well, he had the bougiest friends in the world. I said, that's not going to work. You know, let me do the food. Um, You just pay me what it costs. I had three months to plan his event. I was sitting at my desk um, at Bell South. I said, I knew I wanted to make his event look like he had hired a caterer. I said, "Um, 
I know I'm not going to do this that often. I'll just do the occasional occasion. And that's literally how I came up with my name. Um, and uh, did his event, uh, had little $10 cards made so people could think that he hired somebody, put them on the table, not thinking anything of it. And after the event, a couple of people called and asked me, how much do you charge for a party of so-and-so? I said, well, why are you asking me that question? Well, we got your card from the party. Well, that card was not meant for you to pick up. It was only made to look like somebody had catered the event. I, it never crossed my mind that people would be interested in what I did. And then the phone rang, you know, a few other times. And and I was at culinary school, so I started asking the instructors, you know, well, how do you figure out this and how much food and so forth. And, you know, make a long story short, I realized that, I enjoyed that much more than I did computers and the corporate um, lifestyle and uh, made the decision to leave uh, Bell South to start my catering full time. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. So I've I've had your food and I think we've all, you know, had your food and thoroughly enjoyed it. But I've, I've always been wondering, you know, as Bruce brought up, you know, have you ever thought about opening a restaurant so we can get at so we can have access to your food whenever we want it well is that a possibility i actually had a restaurant i was part owner of a restaurant it was named after my mother it was a breakfast brunch re- a restaurant called hilda's uh, in old fourth ward in the Irwin street market mm-hmm. um had it for two years um and although i enjoyed it and it, it had a good success um there's a lot more challenges to a restaurant than there is a catering company. Now, don't get me wrong. Catering is hard, but it, in my opinion, it doesn't have nearly the challenges that a restaurant has. I mean, with a restaurant, you can cook and prepare all this food and hope and pray right. <laughs> that the doors open and somebody comes in or the other side of the spectrum. You don't prepare enough and then you get slammed and you look you know like an idiot uh but with catering um i know ahead of time how many people i'm preparing for whether the guests show up or not the bill is paid right. <laughs> you know there's no getting out of it so uh and i i you know enjoy the um customer service aspect uh of it uh as well as the cooking but it's to me it's much easier and much less stressful than running a restaurant. I can imagine. What would you say has been your biggest uh, challenge in building your business? A couple of things. Number one, I had never worked in a restaurant before. I had never worked in a catering company before. So everything that I did from year one up to now uh, was based on uh, how I felt it should be done. I, I didn't really have uh, anybody to compare it to. So well, I won't say up to now, but for many, many years, uh, just did it how I felt it should be done. Um, and so I was really running my business by, you know, the, my bootstraps, you know, just really guessing and, and doing things, you know, in hindsight, I could have done better, but I didn't know any better. Um, I think my biggest struggle was uh, I didn't realize how to market. I didn't realize, you know, that the importance of marketing and networking. And I was that business owner who sat at the at my desk and looked at the phone and stared for hours trying to figure out why the in the world are you not ringing? <laughs> well, you know, it wasn't until years later that I figured out you've got to get out and work to make the phone ring. Uh, so that was my biggest challenge is, you know, just surviving on people 
you know, haphazardly finding me versus um, making my business, you know, much more open uh, to, you know, available to other people and and getting, you know, the referrals and continued business in like that. So I would say um, the marketing and the networking were my biggest challenges, but now I think I got it pretty down packed. <laughs> yeah, I, we, we've met through networking. That's how, how, how you know, we became friends. And right. uh, I know that you're a master networker, <laughs> but uh, how has your involvement with the AGLCC helped your business? Um, I'd say a great deal. Number one, uh, I love the AGLCC. Uh, I'm a member of, you know, several organizations and I do a lot of networking and, and uh, marketing and so forth. But I find the members of the AGLCC are very warm and open. I remember the first event that I went to. Fans are already calling in. <laughs> I, thought I, had it I thought I had it on mute. Sorry. <laughs> the first um, event that I went to, um, I was, you know, fairly nervous because um, I, I would say the larger part of my business is always, well, it's never been in the LGBT community so i didn't really know what to expect and uh it was at henry's actually the first event that i went to and my question was you know am i going to walk in and these people are going to be you know sort of clickish or you know i didn't know what to expect and i actually you guys were out on the deck and i walked inside and i saw a couple of people you know in one corner and a couple of people in another corner i was like oh my god it's going to be one of these kind of events <laughs> and i asked the bartender i says is this aglcc he said no it's out there on the deck and i walked out and everybody was like hey <laughs> what's your name let me introduce i was like oh my god you know so it's just a very warm open you know group of people who believe in networking and in introducing you to other people and and helping you get business and helping you you know learn who everybody is. it's just it's a totally different field than a lot of networking groups that i've been to and, and I, I was sold after the first time awesome. so great great and carlton are you an lgbtbe certified company yes i am Great, great. I am. Has that helped you? Has it helped your business? Uh, I won't say it has helped me as of yet because I haven't figured out um, and or learned how to capitalize um, on it, uh, which is one reason that I will be attending the... Uh, that was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be attending the uh, Cox uh, event in another week or two. Yeah. Um, but I figure, you know, once I learn how to capital capitalize on it and uh, take advantage of it, uh, it's definitely going to, you know, pay in the long run. So definitely. I'm looking forward to that. Well, thank you, Carlton. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Miller. How are you doing today? Good morning. Great. Good, good, good. So, Tim, tell us a little bit. Tell us about the name TP Corporate Lodging. How did that name come about? Well, the TP is actually me, Timothy Paul. In high school, I wanted to, my goal was to go into the hotel business. thought my dream would be to uh, have a, a chain of TP ends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and kind of like Carlton, <laughs> the hotel business is a whole lot stressful uh was in it that was my background and was in it it's 24 hours seven days a week you know um and i had an opportunity to uh get into corporate housing i worked for another company four years later 
Um, this is 20 years ago. I worked there for four years and I had the opportunity to buy the company from my uh, from the owner, my my boss. I changed his name to TP Corporate Lodging. So I didn't I didn't go the route of the hotels, but I did corporate housing and corporate housing is much easier if we uh, do our job right. People are moving into a furnished apartment home for temporary reasons, and they walk in and say, wow, and we've done our job. Well, Tim, why don't we tell our listeners exactly what corporate housing is? Um, We hear the term, we see signs sometimes, but tell us exactly what does corporate housing mean? It's a service where we provide fully furnished uh, apartment homes. Uh, They're accessorized, decorated. You just move in with luggage and groceries, kind of like a hotel, but it's much cheaper than the hotel. Hotels are good for two, three, four days, but if you need two weeks, two months, six months, it's much cheaper. So, for instance, if someone sold a house and before their new house was available, um, you know, corporate housing would be perfect for that? Absolutely. Yeah. What other uh, types of clients would be good to to refer to your business? Uh, Relocation is our our biggest uh, draw. Um, And Atlanta has been named number one relocation spot for the last two years. So we've capitalized on that. But it's also corporate projects. If If a company's bringing in two people or 20 people for two weeks or six months, again, it's cheaper for them to uh, have furnished housing than through the hotel. And they're provided with a spacious one, two, or three-bedroom furnished apartment home as opposed to a a hotel room that um, is just four walls. And we have the flexibility of being pretty much all over Metro Atlanta, from the swanky high-rises and midtown Buckhead to the suburban uh, garden-style apartment communities all in the suburbs. So if a family was relocating, uh, they had kids and they were looking for a school district and they needed a place big enough, you have a suburban house that can accommodate, you know, a family, dog, cat, two, two three kids? Yes. Definitely. And and that's, that pets is, there are a lot of pets. People, there are a lot of pets that come with the families. Tim, I'm curious, uh, being that Atlanta is... Uh, becoming a, a mega center for the film industry. How is that impacting your business at all? Very much. We, it's been a great opportunity for us. We accommodate a lot of production crews. Um, once in a while, we get a, an actor here and there, um, but uh, that's fun. They, they come in waves. They usually are here for three to four or five months, and it can be anywhere from three to seven units at one time. Can you drop any big names? <laughs> well, we're. Uh, I'm also in two other markets. I'm in Jacksonville, Florida, as well as Miami and Fort Lauderdale. And uh, in Miami, we found out after the fact that we had Christy Brinkley stay with us. Oh, awesome! Nice. And then here in Atlanta, uh, Jason Lee, he was filming uh, Ant or Ant Man. Yes. yes, and he stayed with us. That was a great so, movie. Usually, the 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 uh, really high-end actors, they, they're the ones that rent the big Buckhead mansions. <laughs> well, I know on some of your, on your business card and on a lot of your marketing material, I see something that says, you know, go, like proud member of Go uh, Furnished Housing. Can you tell us? That's right. What, what is Go? Go is a company that I'm a co-owner of. There's 10 of us throughout the country. We formed it about five years ago. And uh, it's made up of other corporate housing providers as like myself. We all own our own businesses, 
Um, but we came together and uh, network and refer to each other. And so hence, if I have a client here in Atlanta that has a need in San Francisco or Kansas City, I know who to call and I have contacts and, and know the, the reliability of that uh, operation there. If I had a condo for rent, could I rent it to you when you place corporate folks in it? Is No, we opt not to go that route. We deal strictly with A-rated apartment communities. Uh, mainly, I've done private individuals before, but it's usually maintenance issues come up that have become a nightmare to deal with. And at the professional apartment communities, they, um, they have the staff and usually a guarantee that things will be fixed within 24 or 48 hours. And that just makes my service to my client and the guests um, so much better. Now, I understand that you're also an LGBTPE certified uh, enterprise. I am. How, how has that helped your business? Well, it is allowing us to get into the door of a lot of these companies here in Atlanta, that, and they all have needs for temporary housing. Quite honored to be uh, certified. I think I'm the only one in the nation that owns corporate housing that is certified has that leeway into these other companies, the, the big companies in town. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Tim, is there anything, do you have like a memorable accomplishment or something that you've experienced that you want to share with our listeners? <laughs> uh, most memorable was back in 2005 when Katrina hit New Orleans. Two, a month later, we got a call from the USDA and had the opportunity to quote housing 60 families for six months. Wow. And what had happened, the, um, the storm had knocked out the USDA's office in New Orleans, and they moved the whole entire operation here to Atlanta. And didn't expect it, but I won the business. And it all happened within a week's time, and we had 11 days to set up 60 furnished two-bedroom apartments. Mm -hmm. I knew the property that would probably be able to accommodate that, Pulled in family and friends, and but we did it and had uh, 60 furnished two-bedroom apartments uh, ready in 11 days for them to move into. Wow, that's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Well, good deal. Well, thank you, Tim. Is there anything else you want our listeners to know? How do they, how do they reach you? Well, our uh, website is uh, tpcorporatelogin.com. And one little tidbit, um, the name corporate housing, don't think it is just for corporations. Uh, individuals and, and, and companies rent from us. So we deal with a lot of uh, insurance claims. Families are, have floods and fires, and um, so they need temporary housing and insurance companies like that because it saves them money. So, uh, yeah, we're um, using, uh, uh, we have a wide gamut of, uh, of uh, customers out there. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Tim. Thank you for having me. I'd like to introduce our next guest. He's uh, Jack Kinley from Lab Monkey Communications. He's also our newest AGLCC president. So uh, that uh, role uh, was turned over to him the first of the month, and we're, we're, we're proud to have him. <laughs> so I'm excited the, to be the president. <laughs> the, most, the, the, the question that comes you know, to mind immediately when we talk about Lab Monkey Communications, um, what does your company name mean? How did you come up with that? Um, it's a, you know, we don't talk about it a lot in, in, <laughs> in marketing, uh, the company, but Lab Monkey was really a college nickname. And when I, my career started, uh, or my company started as 
really just my freelance graphic design practice. And in college, we referred to each other as lab monkeys when we worked all-nighters in the computer lab. Um, It just became a term of endearment. But when I started the company, I wanted to capture that enterprising, creative spirit that existed in that college environment where, you know, all bets were off. The only goal was the top-notch, most creative solution that really communicated you know, the idea um, behind whatever the project or assignment was. So I wanted that to be at the core of everything we do um, every day. With, with, our, with our clients, it can be a challenge to infuse that level of creativity at times, but um, that is there at the core. And it's important, especially for, for my team to know this is, this is who we are and, and this is sort of our why. Now, is there an edge or, 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 or niche that uh, uh, makes your agency stand out among the sea of other agencies around the town? Yeah, um, you know, we're at, we're a full-service creative agency, so that doesn't distinguish us at all from any of the other creative agencies around town. But our our market niche really is internal marketing for global corporations. So we're really looking to work with companies who have about a 1,000 employees or more who really need to drill down their core vision, their core you know, differentiators, their values, what makes it a great place to work at, you know, say Cox Enterprises, Newell Brands. The, these are clients that we help shape some of those touch points to, to attract top talent at the beginning, to train talent uh, and keep them there to retain them. So we hire top level executives uh, who are semi-retired, who aren't quite ready to fully retire. And um, we get to leverage you know, their years of experience and knowledge um, at a lower price point and then turn that back around to our global corporation. So we're, we're in a really tight niche, um, but when our client walks through the door, I know it immediately, so. And Jack, you're an LGBTBE certified business also, aren't you? Yes, I am. Now, has that, how has that helped your business or has it helped your business? It has. So LabMonkey was certified in 2011, I believe, maybe 2012. I'm the type of person who, if there's an opportunity on the table, I'm going to grab it. Um, why not? And the LGBTBE certification brings with it not just the opportunity to get in front of my ideal clients, their corporations, um, but also other benefits. There's um, the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce has additional benefits to LGBTBEs um, from time to time. Uh, the programming's changed and evolved, but I went to... Um, the DC office for a two-day immersion and really digging down into the business plan, looking at different um, tools you could leverage for financial opportunities under the guidance of a professor from Dartmouth and a professor from NYU. That's advice, priceless advice I wouldn't have access to otherwise. So there's that, but then there's also the opportunities to, you know, get in front of my uh, potential corporate partners. Uh, I had an opportunity with Nationwide this year, uh, went up to their corporate offices, and I'm, I'm a real big nerd for corporate offices. <laughs> I, I get really excited and jazzed because it's what I do. I, I skin those environments and really sell. This is the place you are. This is what it means. Be excited to be here. Um, so when I get to go be on site, it, it really excites me. Nice, nice. So, Jack, you are the newly appointed president of the AGLCC uh, I am. as of May 1st. <laughs> and and tell me, um, you know, I know what I saw in you. Um, Jack is my former vice president. 
uh, now my new president. And what is it that um, when you look at the AGLCC, what does the AGLCC mean to you and why are you compelled to to give back at this level? You know, the AGLCC at the beginning of, of my tenure with the with the group, um, you know, I joined as just a member, just like everybody else. And for me, it was just a safe space to figure out networking, to show up 100% Jack, the guy who has a partner who didn't want to change a pronoun or forget that I was, you know, presenting differently. I wanted to bring my full self to a group of people and, and just be 100% Jack when talking about my business. So, I mean, that's where the road started. But I'll say, you know, a few years ago, the, the organization was at a crossroads with some antiquated technology, the website wasn't working. It was difficult for the board to to even communicate with members through that through that platform. Yes, I remember. So the AGLCC <laughs> sent out a request for proposals to all member um, businesses who could pull together a website. So I went for it. Like it was yes. an opportunity on the table. I went for it, and the AGLCC literally invested money in, in my company and trust in me as the leader of this project. And the project grew in scope, and we donated a lot back to AGLCC. Um, we thank you. <laughs> including the branding and, and things like that. But it was a fantastic project. It just mired me really deeply with the leadership of the organization. And I knew when I turned it over, I needed to join the board and make sure that, that project um, was fully realizing its potential, that it didn't sort of lag under the leadership of people who aren't communicators. So right. I stepped in as the communications board chair as soon as that last check was signed um, to make sure that, that website became a living, breathing tool to grow the organization. Um, and then from there, I guess I just have a problem saying no. Mm. And I kept saying yes. And I, I, I just want to see this organization go forward. So I keep saying yes to it. Well, we thank you. And we haven't stopped thanking you uh, since. Now, uh, we're very proud of all the uh, work and the um, the great organization that the AGLCC is now uh, based on the devotion of both Emma and yourself. Um, what's your vision for the future of the AGLCC? I, I, I've come into this position, you know, on the shoulders of giants. I, I mean, women and men who have worked tirelessly to get this organization to a point of stability. And I would say we we're certainly stable now and it's time to grow. So for the future of the organization, you know, maintaining that stability is key for me. Um, we're looking at some some key hires to have some full-time staff to really service our members and service our corporate partners and, and to, you know, start looking for larger sums of funding to pour into programming uh, that really helps us develop businesses and create, I mean, at the end of the day, our, our tagline is LGBT advocacy through economics. Um, we're here to create opportunities for our entire community and allies. And I think we've got to stabilize and we've got to hire to, to make sure that the turnover we experience as a volunteer board doesn't weaken the organization. You know, we're only as strong currently as our leadership and our, our board. Um, and that is a, a two-year term for board members. So we get a lot done with every board member and we always have. And I we, we wouldn't be here without the board members we've had. Um, but because we put so much on their shoulders, it's easy to get burned out and to, and to feel like you've done enough at the end of a two-year <laughs> term. So We've got to find that right person, you know, and compensate them accordingly to really expand this mission and blow it out of the water. 
So, Jack, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on um, in the media right now. Um, What is equal rights advocacy for the LGBT community or what role does it play um, with our economy locally? Um, Well, you know, you see everything going on in North Carolina. Um, My husband is at a conference in North Carolina right now that almost didn't come together. And it's a transportation conference um, with a lot of federal, you know, federally funded agencies attending. Politics directly impacts the economy. And, you know, our advocacy for equal rights, you know, advocacy for marriage, you know, advocacy for being able to go into the bathroom, you know, that shouldn't be something we have to fight for. Um, But it impacts the economy from the perspective that, you know, corporations are looking at equal treatment for all of their employees. And, you know, Atlanta is a fantastic place for a corporation to be located. I mean, you see it already with the ginormous amount of of corporate partners we have here in Atlanta. Um, But that becomes a barrier to future corporations locating here in Georgia if they can't send, you know, an employee who's been rising to stardom within their ranks for the past 20 years down to Georgia with his husband or her wife, or, you know, knowing that they'll be able to go to the bathroom of their gender identity, it's a barrier to to grow in the economy, not just for the LGBT people who live in this city, but to every person who lives in this city. Right, definitely. What's personally your favorite thing about the AGLCC? I know that's a, that's a tough question. I, not for, no, not for me. Um, <laughs> You know, the member directory is really my number one favorite thing. It's funny. I'm sitting here beside my financial advisor and my realtor. And, <laughs> um, you know, the so I mean, the businesses that are members of AGLCC, first and foremost, they're top-notch businesses, and they're extremely social, supportive, outgoing kinds of folks. Um, anything you need, you can find within that member directory and within our membership. Um, Bruce, you know... Uh, you know, there was a moment where we were wondering, are we going to sell our condo out from under <laughs> us and need a place to stay? And my husband was really worried. And I said, well, at least don't worry about that because I've got you covered. <laughs> Tim Miller, TP Corporate Lodging, he's going to he'll hook us up. We don't have to worry about that. Um, and I guess when we have our housewarming, I'll be of calling course. occasional occasions. Of course. <laughs> but I, I mean, the member directory, I always feel like I have everything I need for whatever new life event comes up. At, at least I have a starting point. And I also know that, you know, the, the members there, the issue of me being LGBT or me saying, you know, my husband will be home to let you in. It's not going to blindside or throw anybody for a loop. Like they've passed my queer litmus test for lack of a better word. <laughs> well, if you don't mind, I'm going to jump in a little bit and give another plug about the uh, directory that we have. Um, uh, two weeks ago was a Sunday, uh, Sunday evening, about seven o'clock. And uh, I received a phone call uh, from uh, somebody from New York uh, who was a uh, real estate investor who wanted to talk to me about some potential opportunities in the Atlanta market. And he got my name from our AGLCC directory. Right. I've never wow. met him before. Wow. Uh, and that, that following Friday, you know, five days later, he was in town mm-hmm. and uh, we've got two, two properties under contract. So awesome. that, that directory is a very, very important part of the AGLCC. Right. That's awesome. So, Jack, if there are some uh, LGBT and and LGBT allied business owners um, here in the city who are listening, what would you want to say to them about the importance of joining the chamber? You can't you can't leverage these relationships without participating. Um, You're not, you know, 
the member directory, yeah, that's my number one favorite thing. But the second aspect of, of this whole membership is, is how committed we all are to creating opportunities for each other. It's not a self-serving sort of membership. It's one of the tightest referral networks I've ever experienced in my life. So um, if you're not showing up regularly or participating or being an active member, you're missing out on opportunities. Um, I mean, countless inquiries move through the admin at atlantagatechamber.org email inbox every day. And we are keeping our eye on it and we're referring them out. And I mean, recently I had a a situation where um, someone reached out to me curious about membership. You know, we talked back and forth and it may have died on the vine. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But then an opportunity came up asking for that person's type of service. And there was no one else in the membership directory that provided this service. So I picked up the phone and called this person and said, hey, I want to refer someone to you but I want you to be a member of the AGFC <laughs> So, um, and now we're sorting through that and, and getting a new member and, and plugging them in. So it, it has its rewards, you know, through business. Yes. But it has even more rewards through, through the relationships I've formed with friends and, and, and knowing that I have a whole group of people at my back. Yeah. I definitely enjoy the networking events. You know, we have five, um, um, business builder luncheons that we host uh, throughout the city. And Bruce is one of our, is our um, networking chair. And so he helps coordinate a lot of those. But when you get to sit down with these people on a monthly basis, or depending on how many luncheons you attend on a monthly basis, you get to know them. And then you see people at our fourth Friday events and you get to know them. So by the time you're ready to do business with a person, you feel like you know them, you trust them, you know where they stand. And so I think overall, it's, a, it's just a great um Uh, chamber to be involved with overall. Wouldn't you agree? I agree wholeheartedly. I wouldn't be the president (laughs) of a terrible chamber. (laughs) From from what I understand, it's not very exorbitant to be a member. It's when you look at some of the costs around different metro chambers, it's actually quite affordable. And then when you factor in the fact that you get LGBTBE certified, at four hundred fifty dollar value. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Seriously, yeah. Uh, a lot of that is covered right there. Right. So, it, it, in essence, it'll pay. It pays for itself, yeah, very especially quickly. if you're going to get the uh, get the certification. Well, I'm certainly pleased to be working with the uh, AGLCC and and providing a, a media channel for your folks to be coming in and talking about their businesses and the way they are able to help the uh, community through the products and services that they're offering. And and it's been a lot of fun getting to meet everybody here and, and everybody that's come through the studio in the last few episodes have been great. I've really enjoyed it. So happy to be supporting them through the Midtown Business Radio Show for sure. And Tim, again, you want to tell everyone how they can find you? Yes, our website is tpcorporatelogin.com. And Carlton? Occasionalocasions.net. What about on Twitter? I am on Twitter. I think it's uh, strange on Twitter. Yes, it is. What is is it on Twitter? Ock, ock by Carlton. OCC. OCC, OCC by Carlton. If people have been following the Midtown Business Radio show feed, we've got you out there. Yes. (laughs) And let me guess, at Lab Monkey? That's right. On Twitter? And are you on Facebook as well? Yeah, we're at Lab Monkey Communications. Awesome, awesome, awesome. 
Anything else that we need to announce? I know we've got those dates coming up. The Procurement Expo on May 23rd, Cox Communications. It's free to the public. Get registered for that. Learn all about probably how you complete applications and all the different things you you need to have in place to be able to do business with various companies. Do you want to give us a little bit about that? Yeah, a a quick spiel about that. Um, Our small business um, development board chair has been working really hard with the Cox team. They've been really dynamically engaged in this and they're creating a a top-notch event. Um, The VP of marketing will be there and a panel of Cox Communications uh, employees from the procurement um, division will actually be speaking about what the RFP process looks like, uh, what they're looking for from potential candidates, and we'll be doing sort of a Shark Tank biz pitch sort of uh, scenario with three businesses that have been pre-qualified through an application process um, that was part of the uh, registration process um, to pitch live in the moment who they are and what they do uh, to the procurement professionals at Cox. And they'll get immediate feedback on uh, on how to improve their pitch and maybe add or you know focus in on some of the key things that they're looking for uh, from, from small businesses. And uh, they will be awarding a prize to be announced uh, to the winner of that. It should be a fantastic event. Awesome. And that's next Monday. It's Monday, May 23rd from 6 to 8. Okay. And you must pre-register. We have to have everyone registered before the event. And if you're checking out the show and you're one of those companies that serves the business community with your product or service, you're a B2B, we'd love to hear from you, whether you jump in on one of the AGLCC episodes on the third Tuesday of the month, or you can just reach out to us here through the uh, contacts tab on the Midtown Business Radio Show page. We'll find a spot for you to come out and talk about what you do. And if you've not done so already, in the upper left-hand corner of the show page, you'll see the Apple logo there. That'll take you to the iTunes store where the Midtown Business Radio Show podcast lives. Make sure you subscribe to us. From a business development perspective, how great would it be to reach out to a company and say, hey, I heard your interview on Midtown Business Radio. I'm, I'm Joe Schmo. I'd love to talk, sit down and have a cup of coffee with you because something you said made me realize we could potentially help you. So uh, make sure you turn around and share this information with your networks. You might put some information in the hands of someone you care about that makes a big difference for their business or their personal life. So we'll say thanks very much in advance for that. And Emma and Bruce... Thanks for coming out and co-hosting again. It's nice to meet you, Jack and and uh, Tim and Carlton. Thanks for making some time to join us in the studio. Thank I know you. you guys are busy. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for yeah, having thank us. You. Thank you. Any final thoughts before we kick you back to the office? Um, Bruce, you want to tell everyone how they can find you? Uh, you can find me by going to uh, www.corbelgroup.com. Um, that's that's probably the best way. Okay. All right. Sounds great. And you want to. Did you give your website earlier? Oh, uh, no. www.fswealthmanagement.com or you can find me on Twitter at Emma Knows Money. Wealth and retirement planning. Definitely. And they can take care of you. We, we really want to say everybody out there who made us a part of their day today, thank you very much. And all the folks in the studio, uh, thanks again. And we'll check you all out same time, same place next week. We'll see you then.